When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show. Yeah, we changed it from podcast to show. Uh, I'm not sure why, but talk about putting on a show. Man, my co-pilot for this week, he's been on a couple of times before. I'm always honored to have him on. He was one of, He's one of my favorite people I've ever known, much less players I've ever covered. Eddie George, head coach, Tennessee State University. Welcome <laughs> back to the Tim May Show. It's always a pleasure, Tim. Always to see, great to see your smiling face, brother. Yes. You have not aged at all in the last 20 years that I think I've known you. You look great. Look the same. I thought, I thought you were going to say the last 20 minutes. I feel like I've aged <laughs> a lot. Man. I have been gray ever since you've known me. That is that is true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, uh, Eddie, let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, you're going mm-hmm. into, well, like I said uh, in the warm-up, you're going into what feels like your 15th year at Tennessee State, oh. right? Yeah, it, it sure does. You talk about gray. I had to shave this gray fresh gray off this morning, man. Um, no, it's it, it's going into year three. It definitely feels like I've been here for a while. Uh, thoroughly immersed into the coaching lifestyle, the uh, the culture, the day to day grind. Yeah. Um, what it takes. Uh, a lot of uh, learning lessons. A lot of uh, changes. Um, just growth in me personally speaking. It stretched me as a as a man um, across the board, things that I never thought that I would get into um, prior to taking the job. And it's, it's put me outside of my comfort zone in a lot of areas. And um, it's uh, been thrilling. It's been fun. Um, it takes a lot of uh, patience, uh, compassion, um, you know, a tremendous amount of due diligence um, constantly tweaking and hiring people on staff yep. is probably the biggest challenge of it all. Bringing in the right people, the right fit, and not not just your coaching staff, which is very important, but the external staff, your DFO, um, your operations, your medical staff, your trainers, um, janitors, even. Uh, because they all drive the culture as well. Because if they're not on the same page, it 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 that it it really creates dysfunction in what you're trying to create from the inside out and what yeah. I'm trying to do. And you know, taking on this opportunity, um, and this again is no no disrespect to the previous regime, but from what I know in my own personal experience everything starts from that locker room out. So anybody that touches football from academics to uh, nutrition, to sports performance, coaches, um, anybody, we all have to be on the same page and be speaking the same language and growing in the same direction. Yeah. And that's operating with excellence in everything that we do, you know, yeah. and, and just in a, in a 60, from a 60,000 foot perspective. Yeah. So, um, that's been that's been the challenge, and at times it's daunting. It's, it can be frustrating. Um, you, you wish that things moved at a faster pace, 
Um, but I, I like to I like to say that the obstacle is the way. If it is an obstacle, it's sitting right in front of you, and that's the challenge. And then we have to go through that in order to get to the other side. So um, that's kind of where I'm at, man. In year three, yeah, yeah no shortcuts. I think is the is the no. main thing. You didn't expect any though. I, I mean, I'm not trying to blow smoke here, but you you knew it was going to be a job. But uh, you you've been learning on the job along with the skills you brought to it, right? And uh, yes, sir. And, and just putting those together. And I think the word that that uh, Urban Meyer used to use, I think was the word alignment, like you were just talking about a while ago, making sure everybody's speaking the same language. I mean, yes. you're uh, a tight end, a little Michael Brewster right there, you know, uh, your tight ends coach. He's not saying something to a tight end that you wouldn't want to be said and and vice versa. You know, there's right. an example. And uh, But then it goes all the way through, like you said, the nutritionist, what's expected from players, what's expected from coaches. Yes. Uh, do you have you developed a handbook by now, or is it uh, pretty much a lecture series still? You know, it's a little bit of both. It's still a lecture series, but I, I put those pieces together as, as I go. And, um, you know, I call it the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, you know, big blue, and it's the blue, the tiger paws, the print, and it's the blueprint of how what I'm trying to create. And it, and it really all starts with, you know, four cornerstones with me. Tim, it's, you know, working on the mental, working on a championship mindset. Uh, we, we're telling ourselves every single day, you know, um, what are we listening to? Who's me? Who are who are our kids exposed to on a daily basis and around each other? And what is the mentality of that on a consistent basis? Um, we talk about the social element, bringing in the right people like I touched on, yeah. the right coaching staff, the right players, the right type of player, not just in terms of, the, the physical attributes, but in terms of what's in his heart, what he wants to accomplish in his leadership capabilities, what he, what is he willing to sacrifice um, his personal goals for the greater good of the team, understanding that, Hey, if the team's successful, I become successful. Um, we talk about the, uh, the physical um, and, and in terms of development, where we are at the FCS level, Hey, we may hold, we may get guys for two years out of high school. They may, you know, leave and jump in the portal and go into a power five school. And I have to embrace that and adjust my thinking to that part. Like, Hey, we might be a feeder system and say, okay, we might be, have to be, have to be the best feeder system there is. So I have to invest a lot into our sports performance and development It's not expecting kids coming in, you know, uh, they're ready made. We have to get them ready. And then there's the spiritual aspect of it is it's, challenging our players, our staff to uh, be spiritually connected individually and then collectively as a unit, you know, that, that team spirit, you know, that selflessness, the oneness, the unity, the larger purpose, and not just saying the words, but really having that be a lifestyle. So within that, we're building, we're learning to have relationships, real relationships, buying in with ownership, and then taking that standard and raising that standard with true leadership. So in a nutshell, this is a, a, a self-development program uh, through football that I'm teaching young men how to be men. And I'm growing as a man as well. So it's been a blend, a marriage of both. It's been uh, struck the balance with both of, you know, still lecturing, but also building out my manual. Yeah. And then on third and four, man. You got to have somebody can make a play, right? I mean, I mean, it really does finally come down to who you got. I mean, you know, whether it's right tackle, uh, 
your quarterback or whatever, it finally does come down to that that defines whether or not you're you're you know in in a lot of people's purview a success or not, right? I mean it it that's the the interesting that's part about your job because you can be doing all of that stuff, but mm-hmm. man, the W's are what matter, right? Yeah, and to be quite frank with you, you know, you look at our record. Um, the last couple of seasons, um, we've had uh, won nine games in two years. Prior to us, they won nine games in five. Yeah. Um, we were ranked in the top five defensively in red zone uh, in the country, in FCS. We were second in the country in block kicks on special teams. Um, you know, a turnover ratio, we were top 25 in the nation. So we are building blocks. Uh, physicality is a big thing for me. And you're right. It's, it's giving our kids the confidence that they, when they're in those pressure situations, the third and fourth, third and two, fourth and one, that they can execute. Even if the team knows it's coming their way. Even yeah. if it is predictable. Like, hey, line up and stop it. And uh, uh, so that's kind of where we are in terms of finding – those type of guys, really, if you're about it, you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to, you know, as a quarterback, you know, run for the first down versus constantly looking downfield for the open throw so you can pad your stats. And so it's it's those things that we're constantly doing and developing in these kids. And um, it's been thrilling to watch. And, you know, each cycle that comes in, we're on our, th- our third iteration uh, was really our second iteration of players because COVID year and then we had to we you couldn't m- manipulate a lot of the roster like we wanted to because of the APR and a whole bunch of other things surrounding that we had to manage it much like a NFL roster if you will yeah um, we've we've had to develop some guys and they had to lead by attrition and we're bringing in an influx of new kids they're buying in. Um, they come in day one, understanding what the standard is, so I don't have to repeat that part. Uh, our older upperclassmen are starting to take over, so that culture piece is starting to take care of itself. Now, can we develop the tenacity and the confidence and the grit and the mental toughness and that nastiness that we need yeah. when it's in the fourth quarter and you got to grind it out and find a way to win and find a way to get that first down or a touchdown can you do that? And that's the fun part that we're developing now. I was going to say, I've, I've used that word quite a few times, nastiness or nasty, because it do, it really does come down to that. I mean, I was talking with yeah. uh, Paris Johnson Jr. and Luke Whippler when they, when they worked out against each other in the pro day at Ohio state and boy, they were just getting after it. I mean, like two heavyweight fighters and that's what you got to have, right? I yes. mean, yes. You know, from your quarterbacks to your quarterback, to your, to your left tackle. Yeah, the one thing that we say at, at, uh, at Tennessee State, you know, it's iron sharpens iron. You know, we're, this is the phase that we're in, summer conditioning. You know, this is where the heat turns up, you know, yeah. literally, figuratively speaking, when it's going to be 97 degrees, we're out there running, you know, our sprints. And then after that, you know, doing some some extra work, you know, that's very competitive. And we're, we're, we're lining up and we're talking trash, we're, we're building, we're, we're competitive, competitively uh, building each other up in a positive way. Um, and there's no nonsense. So, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to that point. And I, my, my point is it will eventually lead to uh, victories. I can point to five or six plays or seven plays last season. I showed my team this 
back in the spring where we're close against really good football teams. We went out to Eastern Washington, uh, first game of the year last year, team that's in the playoffs every single year, lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Played Jackson State, you know, who was putting up a million points at the FCS level, held them to 16 points to one touchdown deep into the fourth quarter. You know, our offense hasn't been around each other to really develop that 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 trust, that chemistry that we needed to find a way to score. So that's a lesson learned. Played in Middle Tennessee State, got our behinds kicked by them. You know, they played by the following week, beat them. But we've looked to every game that we lost, we had an opportunity that was missed to drop pass here or jumping off sides there. Um, we were able to move the, fault, the ball in, in deep into the red zone at the one yard line and could not score. Yeah. You know, yeah. those things. So we're, we're knocking on the door. Now it's a matter of putting it in, in its proper perspective. You see, now we've got to kick down the door. Yeah. We've got to go in and take it. You know, we can't quit. There's no quit in us. We can't get discouraged if a bad play happens. Next play. You know, even in practice, next play. But we've got to be competitive. You've got to come out to practice every single day with intentionality. That is important. Not just to get better, but how are you going to get better? Yeah. How are you going to work on your drops? your footwork in the pocket, looking downfield, what specific areas are you going to improve in that you're going to lock in on? So that way you're not focused on anything else but that intention for the for the day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's it's constantly preaching that and hammering at home every single minute of the day. And that extends out to the staff as well. So that's where we're at. By the way, there's a great line in National Lampoon Vacation where uh Clark Griswold has put up his Christmas lights. He's about to make them come on, but they don't come on. And uh, his daughter says to to uh, her grandfather, he worked really hard. He works really hard uh, to the grandfather. And the grandfather, you know what the grandfather says? So do washing machines. That's Meaning, right. It's not what you're working on. It's are you working on the right things. It's what you're just talking about. Get Not just yeah. working for work's sake. And, uh, yeah, right. I know. I, Eddie, I, you know, I texted you last year during the season, man. You can see that this thing is coming. You know, yeah. you can see it's coming, but you, you pay sometimes uh, hard dues, uh, big dues to get to that point. Hey, and you brought him up or you didn't bring him up. You brought up the name of the school he used to be at, Jackson State. Uh, Deion Sanders, excuse me, Coach Prime. I don't want him to yeah. get mad at me. What do you just what do you make of what? Number one, he's gone to Colorado. But mm -hmm. then number two, I mean, you talk about cleaning house or having people leave voluntarily, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Are you stunned by what's gone on there? Or, I mean, just wh what does that just tell you about the future of college football? Um, well, because a, a lot of people, things. if this works, there are going to be a lot of people using that blueprint. Go ahead. Well, I tell you what, you know, he, it's the same blueprint that he's done everywhere he's been as a coach. And not many people understand that, that Coach Prime has been doing this the last, I want to say, decade, going to back to his little league program. Uh, yeah. the true the true program and then um high school coaching his sons there and then so he has his system in place and what he's been able to do he's like listen i'm going to bring in the guys that i know that i trust they're that are going to get the job done yeah and if it requires a year that we have to purge and prune out the 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 bad fruit and even the mediocre fruit and have growth and leave room for 
the excellent fruit to come to fruition. That's what he's going to do. And he has a vision. So, you know, I guess 50 or so players have left and, and you know, and it's, it's a, it can be a good thing for both parties because they may not be willing to go through the daily grind for what he's bringing to the table. Yeah. And, and Prime has his way of presentation. I mean, yes, he's a great showman. He, he's a great salesman. But what he's selling is, is the real deal. And I had an opportunity to compete against him in the last two years. Yeah. And his product on the field speaks for itself. You know, those yeah. guys, they're physical, they're fast. But the thing that I love the most is that they love each other. They respect one another. And that's what I what I see. They they truly enjoy playing for each other. And that's the one thing that I say that he could probably do in his first year is I'm not going to look at necessarily his record. Um, I'm going to look at, hell, if they're getting their asses kicked, excuse my French, in the right. mode. They're getting their asses kicked against TCU, and they're down by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Are they going to quit? Yeah. Are they going to keep fighting? Yeah. That's that's where that's where the magic is made in those moments. So yeah. And are they going to build from that week to week to week to week? And I think he's going to I think he's going to do it because you know Coach Prime has been a Hall of Famer at every single level, and I don't see anything different what he's doing now. Yeah, the buy-in is the most important part. Uh, right there, you go. And, and it's got to be legit. What you're, what you're, what you're buying into, and uh, players right. know that, coaches know that, because the coaches are buying in this new talent they're bringing in and stuff. I mean, right. you know, just like you, you know, you, I know you at least keep an eye on the transfer portal and stuff. And before we move on, real quickly, uh, what have you just learned most about dealing with the transfer portal, both in in terms of maybe either uh, players leaving or players coming in? What what Obviously, they've got to fit, you know, they've got to fit your your culture, et cetera. But uh, this is with us to stay. Right. And uh, you you have to embrace it. Right. You do. Um, I wish there was a little bit more accountability for the player. You know, um, it's, it's great that they can leave day one and go and play that same year. But it also affords them to to run away from. Uh, adversity. Yeah. or not willing to compete or um, just leaving for the sake of getting more Instagram followers or more money. And it really exposes your true intent. You know, um, it's, it's helped us to some degree. And, and for there are what I want to say close to 3000 players in the portal still without yeah. a home. Yeah. And there aren't enough schools to go around to accommodate anybody or all of them. Yeah. So there's a lot in there. So you have to do your due diligence on these players. And I think it's it's helped the the schools of the rich that have that are abundant in terms of talent and resources like Ohio State, Oklahoma, USC, because they're getting a tick for tack, great player for great player. All right. And, yeah. and they're able to they they they've they've played, they have a uh, um they have a resume, they have some games behind them, and they might want to shift opportunities at a different school for exposure, more NIL money, whatever that is, and that's fine. But for us, we're finding guys at that top level, um, A, running from competition, or they haven't played a whole lot, or they're looking for um, you know, NIL opportunities, and they don't will have a true interest or a true love of the game. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we've had to 
you know, look at it differently and say, hey, maybe, you know, we have to look at different opportunities, like taking some of these high school players that these upper schools aren't taking, you know, the power five schools aren't taking necessarily and developing right. them. That's right. And and understanding that, hey, you know, we're in the development business and there's nothing wrong with that. Whereas the power five schools are looking for more ready-made players and because they they can afford to do that. They have 85 scholarships. <laughs> yeah. And I and I embrace that part. I love the grind. I love to develop. Hell, I was developed. I didn't come into Ohio State, you know, fully made. You know, I had my strengths. I could run your ass over. And I have that afforded me to, you know, get, you know, goal line situations. But I had to develop into the every down back that allowed me to become a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. And, you know, there were certain nuances, certain things I had to work on. And, that, and I and I and I relished that. I, and I enjoy that. So and college football is an interesting place, Tim. And I think you see where it's going. You know, the next two years, I can see the big boys taking their own ball, making their own rules, their own regulations, their own uh, championship series. They're going to pay a salary to these players, probably cap it and, and kind of go from there and, and create their own deal. It's coming down to really the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, the Big Ten for the last decade or so, they've been playing Monopoly. Yeah. They went and got Boardwalk at Park Place and they went back and got Baltic <laughs> Avenue, you know, with – with Maryland, the D.C. area, you got the L.A. market, you got the Chicago market, you got the New York market at Rutgers, and the the, the biggest golden goose is going to be Notre Dame. And if they can, where if they're able to land that 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 one, it's going to be a, a deal where it's the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC dissolves, the Big Twelve dissolves, and we're seeing what's what's happening to the Pac-12. So. Um, and Colorado, honestly, might be the next big one because they have a nice TV market in Denver. So that could be a, a huge get for, for Prime. So it's a lot to look at when you look at the business of college football right now. I like you. I mean, see, I like you because you're an actor at, at heart. You're a trained <laughs> thespian. And you brought up the Golden Goose uh, under the Golden Dome, which is Notre Dame. And uh, Notre Dame is having to play a – a warm-up game in Dublin, Ireland this year before they take on the Tennessee State University. Was it Blue Tigers? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we are big blue, big blue. By the way, it was really really interesting how the word blue came out of your mouth so smoothly, has come out of your mouth so smoothly so many times when in fact you wouldn't utter that uh, uh 30 years ago, oh, whatever that was. I know back in the day, back in the I day. Know. God Wait. has a funny sense of humor, doesn't he? Like yeah. Yes, he does. You know, that's not yeah. the blue. That's not the blue blue. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right. That's right. what people say. Uh, but but anyway, getting to it, y'all y'all open with Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Um, just is that exciting as you look at it right now? Is it daunting? Uh, what what is the words you would use for the challenge you face going against Marcus Freeman, another former uh, Buckeye who's now a head coach, and uh, and his horde? It's 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 exciting. Number one, it's a great opportunity uh, for us to go compete against the top talent in the country. Um, the guys that we have coming in, you know, we don't blink an eye to that. Yeah, I think, it, you know, they're probably bigger, faster, stronger, uh, but we faced bigger, faster, stronger. We, we played against Mississippi State. You know, we played against the guys that went day one in the NFL draft. So it's not anything we haven't seen. Um it's a nasty televised game. It gives us an opportunity to show our kids um, their talent, 
to show our brand, to show how we're building as a as a as a university, as a as a sports program, as a football program, um, and to go into one of the greatest venues or one of the greatest venues in the country, yeah. and uh, in, in South Bend, with all the great games, the great players that have played in there, that have graced the sideline, to come out of that tunnel, it's going to be a wonderful experience for our players that they'll talk about for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to go and compete and we're going to go and compete hard. We're going to go and do play our game. We want to coach hard. We're going to go in there expecting to win. And, and that's, that's been my, my motto. It doesn't matter who we play, where we play, you know, we can play you in the, in the parking lot. It doesn't matter. We're going to, we're going to have the same approach, the same ideas, and we want to be very excited to see them. You're one and oh against Notre Dame as a player, 1995, one of the great games in your history. Uh, pro help propel you to the Heisman Trophy. Uh, still, that picture is, you know, a collector's item of you out in the open field with almost the entire Notre Dame team mm -hmm. chasing you. Uh, you're not going to be intimidated, I don't think, by walking into that venue. Of, of course, Ohio State played there the next year. You were already gone through a mm -hmm. riches and fame in the NFL at that point. I'm trying to be as thespian as you are, but I'm not getting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you keep your players from being, you know, what, what do you, you don't have to give me the secret right now, but is there, mm -hmm. is there a key or is there a magic potion to keeping your players from just feeling intimidated when they walk in, you know, where Rudy played, uh, mm -hmm. you know, where Newt Rockney coached and it's still the same stadium near the end of Newt Rockney's, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Just all right. the ghosts there uh, shake down the thunder. How do you keep, uh, your kids, uh, your young men, uh, focused on the task at hand and not being intimidated just by the venue. We're focused on three things right now. And I told him, you know, let's, in order to win a championship, we have to master three other ships prior to that. And that relationship, the genuine relationship, that brotherhood, you know, getting to know one another, willing to fight for one another, because without that, that true love, that's what it comes down to, Tim, is the love for one another. Yeah. You can't go into enemy territory expecting victory if that's not solid, rock solid, cohesive, and genuine. You know, it's going to be us against the world. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is, is the uh, ownership. And that's the buy-in, once again, of the standard, a real genuine buy-in to living it, not just saying it, not just uh, doing it when it's convenient, but really living it when no one is watching. Yeah. And the third thing is, is real leadership. Who are my leaders going to be? I have to find out who is leading this team from inside that locker room yeah. in a real way. Yeah. And we're locked in on developing that part. And it travels, you know, we, we say, listen, we, we, we take three things with us. We take our run game a defense and body bags, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, and that's our mentality. And, 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 you know, again, whoever we play, it doesn't matter. And it's like, it's like Hoosiers, you know, when to measure the field, it's hundred, what, uh, 110 yards. Yeah, 120 long, yards. Yeah. Hard, 120 yards. Long. 52 yards wide, whatever, blah, 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 field goals the same. And, and it's going to be a rocking environment. It's yeah. going to be a hell of a deal. They don't have grass. They have AstroTurf. 
So there's no reason to slip and fall. It's going to be even kill. And what's going to change the outcome of this game and make it interesting is our ability to be aggressive with the football in terms of shipping it out, getting it on the ground. You know, that's going to be our mentality. And, you you, you know, you, if you're 6'6 six, six and you're 260 pounds tight in and you look good, you're pretty, you know, you can run guys over stiff arm and, hey, you catch that ball a couple times, it comes popping out. You're not running as aggressively as, you know, you're running with a little bit more ball security. Your mind's different. Yeah. So we're really, we're really preaching, you know, creating those opportunities for ourselves and going out there and, and having the time of our lives, you know, and that's and that's the key is to create an opportunity just to say, hey, you know, when they're battled and let the chips fall where they may. And our guys are, are bleeding for an upset. You know, and they're praying for that, but we got to work for it first. And remember the, the climactic scene in Hoosiers, he gathers them all around. This little bitty team is about to beat the big team. And he gathers them all around and he creates a play where his primary player is a guinea pig or a uh, deception and all the players stand up and Jimmy Chitwood finally leans into the huddle and says, I'll make it. You remember his best yes. player makes the yes. shot. So yes. don't forget that part either. I know you won't Eddie. Uh, yeah, nah, 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 nah. I got to find Somebody's yeah, got to yeah. step up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, last, last thing you got to, you got to go work with the Chicago bears. What's the name of the program? Uh, you guys it's the Bill problem. the Bill Walsh Fellowship Diversity Program. Yeah. Um, it's been in existence uh, for the last thirty years, and it affords um, men of of color, of uh, different backgrounds, uh, different ethnic ethnic backgrounds, to get in front of different um, organizations. Um, you have to um, uh, what is it, apply for it. Yeah. And uh, well, how it came about for me, they, they're, the Chicago Bears wanted to bring in um, a couple of head coaches from the collegiate level. Yeah. And they recommended me. They reached out. And again, I couldn't go around the corner to meet with Mike Vrabel, and I'm still going to do that. And the Titans, I've seen how they've been able to do it. But this gave me an opportunity to see how somebody else did, did, does it differently yeah. um, and to see kind of where Chicago is. I mean, they're kind of where we are as a program and in, in, in where they are as an organization and the staff is great. You know, Matt Eberflus, I think is an underrated coach. He is a really man. He's a man's man, runs his operation. Well, learned so much that I'm still processing and taking tidbits of what I learned from different drills, how they emphasize certain situations throughout camp. Uh, things that may come up, um, just being prepared for the unexpected um, to focusing on the little things, the details, not cutting corners in any capacity from how the players come into practice to how they uh, egress to to practice and leave the practice to how they um, uh, how they're getting in their meals sporadically throughout the course of the day to recovery, the emphasis on just the, the mental part. Um, it's it's just it was just a wonderful experience that really two weeks, three weeks doesn't do enough justice. But what it did for me personally, it confirmed a few things that I was thinking like, well, this is just going to work. Can these kids, you know, get it from a really high level thinking. Yeah. And can I 
I don't want to say dumb it down. Can I simplify it to the point where it's digestible and they get it and it connects? Yeah. So it forces me to be a, a, a more simplified communicator to young men. Cause I have a tendency I can talk over somebody's head with stuff and like, you know, yeah. spirituality, yoga, all, you know, so I gotta, I gotta be mindful of that for myself. So um, going there for the past few weeks was a, was an awesome, awesome experience. And uh, I keep thinking about it and it's like, ah, that's the quality. That's the standard. That's what I want to do. That's, what I foresee for our program for our young men, you know, and that's the kind of organization I want to run. It's not yeah. perfect, but it's is there. And from a X's and O standpoint, um, this team was ranked number one in the in the league against, uh, running the football. One of three to five teams in the history of the NFL to rush for three thousand yards as a team. Yeah. So I was able to look at some things schematically how they set things up, what their bread and butter is, you know, how they're simplifying things for their team in terms of the type of scheme that they're going to run. And based off of that, you know, how they're going to layer it in with the screens and the play action, the deep shots and the mid-range shots, third down. I mean, uh, and Justin Fields is going to, in my mind, is going to have um, a breakout season. I think he's going to have an all-pro season, all pro season. Um, he looks good in the pocket, more comfortable, uh, becoming more of a leader, putting his thumbprint on the uh, the offense, really has really emerging as the voice and the face of the team, you know, the spirit of the team, because he comes to work every single day. Yeah. Like he competes every day. Yeah. It's no nonsense in front of the class. First one in the building, last one to leave, you know. He's writing copious notes. And there's a thing, you know, you heard of of LIFO and FIFO, right? Yeah. Uh, with counting terms, you know, in terms of first in, first out, last in, last out. So yeah. I have a thing where I'm like, you know, you want to be um, uh, Philo. You want to be first in and last I'm out. Down. Yeah. Because if you are uh, last in, first out, that's not, that's a, that's a liability. So. Yeah. You know, he's he, but he, if I say all that, I know I'm rambling. Um, no, that's great stuff. That that's that's what I've noticed from that yeah. team and and how how they're building it, and it's kind of where I am in terms of okay, who are we? How can I take what I have based off of the guys that we have? What do we do best, and how we can simplify it? How can we build on that? Build confidence in what we do, and really preach, you know, the things that we want to become. Hey, uh. I got to ask you this because everybody's listening to this is going to be going. So does Eddie George want to be an NFL head coach one day? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I know right now you're just trying to make a first down against Notre Dame. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. But I mean, but do, do you have aspirations uh, bigger than Tennessee state? And I'm not trying to get you to leave Tennessee state in the next mm -hmm. two years, five years, eight years, but do, mm -hmm. could, could you see yourself on that level? You were in those locker rooms forever. Oh yeah. You, you got I this can, close to winning a super bowl. I mean, can you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see myself in that environment. You know, it the guy, it's it 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 was a good fit because it, the guys that were in that room wanted to be there and they were listening intently. Yeah. And and they were hanging on every word that I was speaking about. And that was that was 
really refreshing to see. And it was like, okay, yeah, okay, it makes sense. And it, it lands differently. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, you know, prior to taking this job, Tim, to be honest, man, I, I had visions of, you know, winning an Oscar. <laughs> the Tony, I right? I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 we'll and still go down there, bro. That's another hour. But, yeah. Hey, so, I don't know so, why you're not in major movies right now, but that's another right. show. Go ahead now. Right, right. But, you know, like I said, man, God has other plans. And, um, and this opportunity allows me to coach my youngest son. And yeah, uh, it's go. bigger than myself. And, you know, that, that may happen. You know, it may not happen as an actor. It could happen as a, a producer. Who knows? I mean, there's yeah. so many ways it's going to cap. But um, right now I'm having fun at what I'm doing. Um, you know, the coaching world uh, really has been a lot of fun. And I, I, I really enjoy growing in it uh, each and every day. Yeah. And real quick before we go. Bottom line is what you is you were talking about all the stuff with the bears and all the things we were talking about er, earlier. You, you touched on it without saying it out loud. In essence, at the bottom, you know, at the wick, at the bottom of the wick of the candle, coaches are teachers, man. And you're only you're only as good as what you teach because you can't be out there doing it right. And it right. that's the essence of it, right? Yes, sir. Is is developing those teaching skills so that the weakest link. Uh, doesn't hold the chain back, right? Right, and to motivate and to inspire yeah. and to have them overachieve. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the key. And and that's what I'm learning to do is how do I get this, this unit to buy in and to overachieve and to think uh, and to build better than where they are. So, yeah. yeah. I hope you told uh, Justin that, boy, if he wins a Super Bowl, you'll let him touch your Heisman Trophy. <laughs> he was a finalist but you know only a few walk off the stage with the trophy that would be funny you walk off stage with a championship trophy as a coach uh with the heisman trophy and uh with an oscar one of these days that would be i think that's a triumvirate or whatever you want to call it holy triad to shoot for what do you think eddie hey man you know uh, it's 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 called the he got yeah you know you know the, the he got oh no go he ahead got is the emmy Oscar Tony oh, yeah. Grammy, so the yeah. he the he got is the Heisman. <laughs> so so I will be the only man on the planet to ever do that. That would be crazy. That would be sweet. <laughs> I'd pay. I would pay money to go see the movie about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We got to make it happen some way yeah. now. So yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, my my capable co-pilot, as you can tell, uh, Eddie George, nineteen ninety five Heisman Trophy winner, uh, former Buckeye, uh, former uh, NFL all pro running back now head coach at Tennessee state university. And they're going to go in and soften up uh, Notre Dame the first week of the first week of their season before Ohio state rolls in there, the fourth game of the year, Eddie, thanks once again for joining the Tim, the Tim May show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, Tim. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.